0: This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 94, recorded on July 9th, 2018. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and joining me this week, as always, is Let's Go Tribe writer Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, uh, how you doing? I'm pretty good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. You were telling me before the show that you're you're really into RBIs now. That's interesting to know. Do you also like um, uh, pitcher I'm wins? Or? Thought,
1: well, I got, well, pitcher wins are nothing compared to RBIs. What do you got to do to win a game? Just drive in run. <laughs> It's a much more advanced statistic than wins.
0: It's very complicated. And...
1: Yeah. But I was at that game the other night where Mark Reynolds hit 10 of them in one game. I was like, well, this is impressive. This is the best game I've ever seen by an offensive player. And it probably actually was. And I think about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But, I uh, remember they were talking about Mark Reynolds earlier in the season. Like everybody was just baffled that he didn't sign anywhere. I still don't think it's that remarkable that Mark Reynolds didn't sign anywhere. But But it's neat that he's doing so well. Oh yeah, he's having, I just finished an article about him. He's having a great year. He's I don't
1: know. I I can't decide if he's a different player this year than maybe in past years or if it's just a streak thing or who knows, but I don't know, forty games in or whatever and he's having the best season of his career. So I mean he had that remember what was it two thousand thirteen, he had that run with the Indians mm-hmm. for like a month. Um I think it was yeah, yeah twenty third. Yeah. In April he was just God, but then he just kinda of fell into a hole. He does that a lot. But this has been kind of a more sustained being goodness sort of a thing. And again, having a game where you go five for five with two home runs and ten RBIs really helps buoy the stats a little bit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't hurt too much. It's pretty pretty nice.
1: <laughs> kind of like Francisco Lindor and his four for five night. Uh, was it? Was it only
0: two for four? Was it only two for four?
1: It was because he had two home runs. One of them was a grand slam. That's the eighth most RBIs by an Indian. You know who has the <laughs> most RBIs in a single game by an Indian? I just looked at up Tommy? just now.
0: It's either Tommy or Hafner, I'm sorry. Sure.
1: wrong. Two no. men, Lonnie Chisholm and Chris James. Oh, Chisenhall did it back in uh, the game in Texas, yes. Yeah. And then Chris James against Oakland back in ninety one. It went oh, four yeah, for five. Uh, of course everyone does. <laughs> Two, a couple of a couple of dingers in there,
0: and then some more singles, I guess, from what I understand. Twenty to six, Indians won that one. <laughs> so they know Chris James, uh, but the Indians are going to be sending five players to the All Star game: um, Lindor, Kluber, Brantley, Ramirez. are all kind of obvious. This is their second year in a row all going. And then Trevor Bauer is the new face replacing um, Justin Verlander, who who's going to pitch on Sunday. Which is also we can talk about the fact that Trevor Bauer is also pitching on Sunday. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to convince. Um, I guess he had to convince the Indians and the AL manager to to pitch. But I'm gonna be interested to see if he does that. But um, what do you think about the Indians sending five? Uh, Ramirez is the only starter. Lindor is not starting. He's behind Manny Machado. But that's not bad to have one of the most. I mean, they're tied with the most sending with the Red Sox and Astros. So go, Indians! I think it's
1: funny that they also, it's also like all their good players. Like <laughs> everyone else is having a relatively subpar. Season. That's not true. There's a couple of pretty good players on the team. But no, nah, it's super cool. I mean, I think Bauer especially is the most exciting one because um, he was of those four. Four, five right. of those five, one, two, five. Who, who am I not? Oh, Brantley, of course. Um, he was the one, probably the well, I guess, except for Lindor, who was the most heralded, and uh, you know, he was the, the top draft pick and all that. He was a higher draft pick than Lindor was, too. Wasn't Lindor like eighth or twelfth or something like that because he was a high school kid? But it's been neat to see him build himself into this, and he's so open about it, like just it. His methods for of how he trains and learns how to pitch and all that stuff like that. So it's neat to see that uh, obviously talent is a major part, of it, but also just all this hard work can actually pay off in a very tangible sense. Because he's, I mean, he's having an incredible year. You know, I, I think I wrote about it earlier this year. I mentioned how he by many by several metrics he's a hair better than Kluber is, which. Again, which know, is crazy. <laughs> he's probably he's much better now because Kluber had that. Yeah, Kluber had that stinky week and a half too, which has kind of muddled things a little bit lately. But no, it's it's super. I, I think Bowers my is my happiest pick, but yeah, it, of, the, of of all of them, Brantleys, you know that's cool. It's always good to see his face there. I keep on checking out like wins above replacement boards, and I keep on seeing Jose Ramirez second in all of baseball though. Which every time I see it, it blows my mind. Like I know it, I <laughs> see it, and I see him just abusing baseballs, but. Jesus, he is the, – the the best normal human being player in baseball is an Indian right now. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it seemed like for a long time nobody had recognized Francisco Lindor. Now they all recognize him. And then there's Jose Ramirez, who they also have to recognize. Yeah. And then Ramirez is starting. and I wonder if he would have beat out Machado if he was a third baseman just based on name recognition because Machado always freaking makes it. Um, I, I mean, do wonder, I know if, he if, does if, have the home run lead.
1: I don't know. I mean, uh, that, that's the only thing I could think too. It's it's definitely helping. I I don't know. Maybe it's because the third base class is a little weaker. Is that is, is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I mean it's really bad, but <laughs> I don't. I just wonder if because Machado's the only reason Lind- Lindor isn't there is because he's playing shortstop, even though he's not good at it. But mm-hmm. but if he was at third, I do wonder if Ramirez would still have enough to beat him. I think that'd be an interesting race. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think there was any real. Or no, we both thought Lindor would beat Machado at shortstop, didn't we? But I'm well, of course not we did, because
1: respect we respect it. actual talent. But, you know, <laughs> who, what idiots are we to, to, to expect such a silly thing? Well, what was the vote count? I mean, did Machado just get more votes than everyone else too?
0: I don't think it was more than everybody. Like, more than all the other shortstops, but I don't know the exact count. No, I mean, that's
1: what I mean. I just don't know if he also beat out uh, Ramirez in terms of oh, the votes as we got it, right? well.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Right, right. Um, I am kind of you, sad. There is no. True... Tell, I
1: didn't really pay that much attention. So.
0: Oh, I don't either. But <laughs> it's nice when they come out. <laughs> I try not to get to, like too upset about anything. But but it's weird. There's no like. there's not even a slight snub this year because, like you said, it's these five are really good, and then nobody else is an all star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is a nice way to put it. I think yeah, Cleverly no, like, is pretty close, but I
1: mean, there's just so much good pitching now. It's it's absurd to, to even. Cons- plus, you have to have a certain amount of relievers too. So I mean, yeah, he's good, but he's. I mean, he's probably twenty, like the. T- 20th best pitcher in baseball, which is cool but also like fair, you know. So. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean that's um, if I'm trying you take every team has a team. really good pitcher, that's not too bad.
1: Right, right, exactly. So. And uh, and again, you have if since you have to include the relief pitchers, it's, it's it, that already in the past like back in the back in like the 90s and whatnot it, it would be all, all starting pitchers. But I think this is No surprising. more Matthew.
0: <laughs> I think it's surprising that um oh man, I had this fun fact, but I just realized it's wrong. I said it was the first pair of starting it's pitchers the since <laughs> since CC Thabathy and Jake Westbrook. But didn't um Salazar and Kluber both go together? That would
1: have been two thousand oh,
0: it would have been last year, right? No, two the year years before ago. that. No, last no, two yeah, two years ago Salazar and Kluber. Okay, before that. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was Sabbath and Westbrook. Because Carrasco's never did, made it yet. Yeah, how did Jake Westbrook make a start oh, I, I think we've talked about that before. He's <laughs> one who I always think is so good, but he was actually not that great. He was just a, such a mediocre pitcher.
1: He was just, yeah. he, he was everything a man named Jake Westbrook would be as a pitcher. <laughs> and what, whatever that means to you, I don't know, but it sounded right as I said it. So
0: it's kind of surprising that Cliff Lee didn't make one either until two, he made one in 2008. That was it.
1: Didn't he have some kind of like, I don't know. He had a couple of like, like mid three ERA game seasons, didn't he? Like in like 05 or 06 or something like that. Yeah, he there, was there, like... there was promise there. Like that, that whole 08 season didn't come out of nowhere, nowhere. It was just very surprising.
0: Yeah, he did. He had a couple. I'm looking now. He had, um, well, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, 2005 was kind of good. 2007, yeah. went, 2007 was atrocious. 2008 so was bad. bad. And then he just like took off with the Phillies. Um, one of those really, one of those all stars. That is, um, Trevor Bauer had a really interesting interview with Jeff Passan. It was kind of a weird interview. They were just sitting. Um, <laughs> Trevor Bauer joked that they were in a bathroom, but they were actually in a, I guess, a haircut place. I think it was in Progressive Field because. Um, Jeff asked him if he ever got his haircut there, and he said no. But um, they had a really in-depth, very Trevor Bauer interview. Um, we learned that Trevor Bauer loves Kobe Bryant. Um, <laughs> he puts aside all kinds of things to be what he calls the best at baseball. Um, he's just a really weird, interesting guy, and it was a really nice interview to hear that it wasn't um, just some canned interview answer. It was just Jeff is Jeff Pasantak, sit down and talk with him, and Trevor Bauer mentioned again that he thinks. Tommy John surgery is performance enhancing, and it was all kinds of fun. Which is interesting because Passan wrote the book about um, about Tommy the John arm, surgery, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So then that was neat. He didn't really push back on it, so maybe he kind of agrees. But um, what did my you think um, of my favorite part? Well, my favorite part was when he was like, you know, and a lot of guys have
1: family or whatever and that's very important to them. <laughs> he's he just kind of trailed up like, oh, yeah, I guess that's the most important thing you can do as a human being or whatever. <laughs> that <laughs> one just felt like a canned response. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I could probably say this. No, I thought it was... I, I, I'm just a little... I mean, a couple times he wouldn't name names as far as like people who... I don't mean, Guys who... A couple of Tommy John guys who like... Was now I can't even remember, but anyway, no, I liked it a lot. It was very, I didn't listen to the whole thing, admittedly, I had to do a lot of work today, but uh, it was very informative, and I just love how granular he gets about it because that's why, again, going back to what I was saying about seeing him so visibly grow into the picture he's become, this is why it's so cool to see him make the all-star team because he's been so open about literally every step he's taken in you know in his career. like, not even like with, with the media. he kind of kind of shunned the media a little bit, but just online and you know, like posting his entire workout videos and his pitch design sessions and all that and things like that. And I just love the I always
0: talk about things in baseball. And you like that really bad. Oh. <laughs> you have to go back to when you said I love something. I love a lot of things, but no,
1: I, I love a lot of little granular
0: things. And just uh, guys talking about like
1: the, the, the little things in baseball making a difference. And this is exactly what that is. It's the, uh, you know, the the, 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 the time in the off season and the, the figuring out how to make your mechanics so perfect. And, you know, the actualizing all the little bits of ability you have. So no, it's, um, that was really neat. Uh, again, he's a very cerebral guy. Um, you can tell at times, like, it almost felt like he didn't want to be talking to him, but and there was definitely a lot of stuff kind of left in the air, I guess, in terms of, like he, he didn't want to open up too much and tell kind of behind the scenes stuff. which is too bad, but you, know, you can't have everything.
0: I don't know if Jeff said anywhere, but I'd be really interested to know where that interview came from. Like, if he went up to Trevor and asked, or Trevor said, hey, I want somebody to talk to you about this, and Jeff, you seem like the guy, so I think that'd be really interesting. One of the, so to paraphrase what Trevor said about, um, having family, <laughs> weighing him down for baseball. Like the fact that he, he has, a, he just called his residence in Texas cause he's never there, but he basically said that there's people willing to work harder, understand concepts and more athletic than me, but no one does it across the board. So what he's saying is that like, nobody's, I guess like a jack of all trades kind of thing. Like he understands everything. He's got time to work on everything. Um, and he's going to work extremely hard at it, which I guess so far, like you can't really argue with any of it without how well it's worked. Um, any, that, well there was a whole part we were talking about I think it was an
1: excellent point Like why Why is it that pitchers are, are supposed to break down and what does their end up with their athletic crime and you know the, the argument that oh wear and tear in the arm that does seem a little bit I don't know maybe I guess so but the, the, the logic is there I guess again it's a very Trevor Bauer answer to something like why, why would I get worse if I'm getting stronger it yeah. doesn't make any sense to me, and, and I'm like, oh, that's that's logical, I suppose. But I mean, I'm, I'm
0: throwing a baseball isn't a very, you know, to use his own word, a biomechanically proper movement. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I do like when Jeff said, well, what about running back, running backs? And there was a pause, and everyone, no, that's wrong. Because <laughs> like, like, I mean, Jeff I mean, had a point. Yeah, like obviously, we, getting into a car accident, you know, eight <laughs> times you know, or
1: twenty times a day. <laughs> That's definitely going to, you know, slow down your ability to stay in peak physical condition. But yeah. what about what about quarterbacks? You know, there's this, there's that guy up in in New England who's, you know, sixty five years old now, and he's the best player, or, yeah, the best player in football still.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, hockey player, you know, Jaromir Jagger is still playing hockey. He's like sixty. Uh, Julio Franco still playing baseball somewhere. I don't know where, but he's out there. Yeah, so, I do
0: want if. So like this Trevor, I wonder if there could be a Trevor Bauer in another sport because of that, because baseball is all like, you can build yourself basically and not worry about getting into a car accident eight times a game. So like in other sports, you have so many different variables. So I wonder if there could be a Trevor Bauer, like if he really applied himself to football or basketball in high school and went that route instead, I wonder if he'd be doing this all the same kind of stuff or maybe that's the reason he was attracted to pitching early because he realized he could do all this stuff on his own <laughs> and control so many variables and change so much. Which everything so, says makes so much sense. But like the only sport.
1: Right, and like the only sport I could think it would work with would be a golf, or yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know if you could really Trevor Bauer your way to you know to coin a verb, I guess, into <laughs> hockey. Because apparently, I don't know. It
0: Probably seems like all the sports are moving air, towards. I guess. I'm not sure. Like learning the isolation stats, like hockey does it. They try to isolate as much as possible. Basketball does it. I think football, right. is just, there's so few games you can just scout with the eye and get most stuff. But but all these other sports are seeing the kind of analytics you can do with baseball and trying to do it um, with other sports. I also like that Trevor said he wanted what was like six or seven slow motion cameras on every play. Which is a very good point that, that why right. are these places all absolutely wired with... Like you do it in the World Series, all these slow motion cameras. If you're a team, you'd probably want those on literally everything. hmm
1: because like he's <laughs> doing with pitches, you can learn
0: to do anything with just watching everything in slow motion. And,
1: and like you said, it, it does show you, you know, you can you can literally break down the biomechanics of a pitcher and see how a guy gets worse at 45 or 50 pitches and why that happens. You know, you, like it's, I don't know. They're, they're, I, I follow the you know, the guy he trains with, with, with Drive on uh, Kyle Body. I follow him on Twitter. And, and he's often talking about how so many other areas of baseball are way ahead of the major leagues just because of whatever reason. I don't know. I mean, like uh Oregon State Baseball is maybe like the most forward-thinking baseball organization in America, or, or, or Vanderbilt University as far as pitching, you know, so, because they, I don't know, I don't know, I don't really have any explanation as to why, but it's just baseball in the major leagues does seem to be stuck no matter what they do in everything happening 20, 20- years ago and it's why trevor bauer was such a uh, just, he was mocked and again as, as a young player for his different view of how to do things
0: and that's kind of i don't know yeah, do you remember when he was... stuck... yeah yeah do you remember when he was throwing the ball really far and we thought that was so weird <laughs> or not yeah, weird but like everybody like... in arizona thought that was just the most bizarre Which, thing in the world again like,
1: that that was totally a thing that they used to be done back in the old days too like guys did long toss and they threw the ball like, that's how you like there, there were pitching coaches from back in the old days and that's how they kept their pitchers healthy was by, by throwing the ball that's their job it's to throw a ball so why not throw the ball more and far like, it's, not like That was even a, you know, I don't know.
0: and one of the other things he talked about was um what he's going to do when he's a free agent which he sort of talked about this before a little while ago that um, he's only going to sign one-year contracts, I guess, I'm i assuming as long as he can find one, he's going to take it, which is a really interesting idea, obviously, because nobody wants to do that. Um, most people want the, the security of being in one place for so long, but of course Trevor doesn't have a family or a home that he cares about, so he's willing to play anywhere for a year and just travel and keep doing it. So, um, and He said uh, he's got a bet going with a friend, he's going to get shot in the nuts with a paintball gun if he doesn't do it one time, which... I wouldn't be surprised if that's Kyle Body. first of all, and second of all, <laughs> I want to see that if he ends up signing a two-year deal somewhere. Um, knowing Trevor, that will definitely be streamed or recorded and and posted, so um, it's sort of, I guess other sports have done that again, like uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron James always take these one- or two-year deals, except, I mean, LeBron took a four-year deal in LA, but um, those all have salary caps. When you don't have a cap, people just kind of go for the massive contracts and the one time they can, but... It's interesting that Trevor Bauer wants to do just the one-year deal everywhere. I think that's a really neat idea. And then I wrote about that I, uh, this past winter um, when I was, you know, when
1: I was hoping the Indians would sign JD Martinez, signed him to a very large but short deal. And like, it's a thing that works well for farm market teams, and it could work well for players too. Like, because how big would that one-year deal be too? You know, like it like he would just sign it for fifteen million dollars. He'd sign like a forty million dollar one year deal. And I mean that that's a surprisingly attractive idea for a lot of teams, in addition to the player, because if it doesn't work out, then you're out from under it. And if it does work out, then you have one of the best pitchers in baseball for a year, and you might have the option of signing him to another year contract because you've shown him all the things that you can provide him. So
0: Yeah.
1: I don't s I mean if for some guys obviously the long term deal is is useful because it whether, like you said, they have family or they may come from a, a, a less privileged background. I mean, say what you will about Trevor Bauer. I, I'm, seems to me like he came from a pretty, you know, pretty good, um, like he was raised in a pretty wealthy family and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I know he went to UCLA on a scholarship, but I just don't think he came from destitute situations, like some, you know, like someone like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like Jose Ramirez, I'm sure, did not come from the most pristine place in the world. He, that, that small town in, in the Dominican Republic. You know, so he signed the, the that what is an amazing deal for the team and is highway robbery for the player. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> I wonder if there's a chance we're going to start seeing no, I mean, less I, of I, that too, like less of the Jose Ramirez contracts and more of like the one or two Trevor Bauer deals. I mean, as much as I like the idea for Trevor the, Bauer, I kind of don't like that because <laughs> I like having players stay with teams selfishly.
1: Right. No, of course. And and that's, and obviously teams like that too. Like a team like the Indians has survived for the last 25 years or so using that exact tactic. But I mean, hitters, I mean, it's not just pitchers who can use these the techniques of, of personal development that Trevor Bowers used. It's a thing hitters can do as well. It's a thing that they can figure out how to you know actualize their own ability without having to lean on the club structure to do it. And as we said before, the club structure is somewhat antiquated in, how it's done. So I mean, look, you look at Francisco Lindor. He hasn't signed a long term deal yet. I mean, he's betting on himself a little bit, and he's already made himself probably another eighty million or a hundred million dollars this year. Oh yeah. Like his his next contract is going to be. Massive. <laughs> it, it, they they already offered him a hundred some well, reported it a hundred some a million before before last year. Yeah. And where and then he was. Amazing and he's even better this, like he's on track right Nine wins above are for like this year. He's, he's on track to have one of the great shortstop seasons of all time. Like one of the great Indian seasons of all time, no that. Like, like period, of any of any hitter. Not named like Jim Comey or <laughs> Albert Bell, but saying something. So I, I, that, that is a good question. Are we, are we going to see more guys just kind of bet on themselves for one year huge payday? Because you know, that, that's kind of the deal. daniel Martinez signed too. If you look at it, it it's it's a, essentially a two year with like three option years too. That they're all just you know big AAV stuff like that. So
0: yeah, we've kind of seen that. Like the it's definitely the, an idea. the dipping the toe in the water where they do like two years and they have their own opt out if they most of the time they do it if they're great, right? And they'd like overplay their contract, but. Um, I do wonder if we see, so if, if this works out for Bauer, if he does it a couple times and then more players are interested, it's only a matter of time before we have a team that like tries to build a team with just those players, right? Like even somebody like the Indians with who don't well, make a ton of money, they could just sign a bunch of players for one year and know that that inflated budget is going to be there forever and then win a world series and dump everybody. Well, they don't have to dump everybody. Yeah, it's called me. the 1997,
1: uh, yeah, called the 1997 <laughs> Florida Marlins.
0: <laughs> there you go. Right, it's doable. Definitely, it's frustrating. We hate it, but it's doable. Yeah. And so the the only thing with Bauer, I I wondered. I've never seen him talk about like if he values scouting at all. Am am I just missing that, or I really do want to see? I know that like Kyle Body, whenever somebody mentions Trevor Bauer, he usually Mm -hmm. reads or listens to it. So if Kyle listens to this, I hope he mentions the Trevor. I'd like to know like his thoughts on scouting. Does he think it doesn't really matter? Like it's really. Or not that it doesn't matter, but it's really simplistic as far as get this pitch where it's supposed to be against this guy. So there's not a whole lot to it. But for all that Trevor Bauer applies to like personal training and um, like that kind of stuff, I'd love to see or hear what his thoughts are on the other side of it, which is all the advanced scouting and like looking at the other players and how to beat him. Because it seems like all this stuff that he does is just about building up his own pitches, not about how to beat anybody specifically. So, although I guess maybe that goes along right, with and that's what- that too. The what?
1: Well, I was going to say, I like, guess probably, that's what I was thinking too. He just works on throwing his bet. Uh, why, why go after someone's weakness when they said you can use your own strength, I guess? And then that's kind of how I envision most top flight pitchers work too. You know, like why, that's why Corey Kluber throws so many curveballs now is why throw not your best pitch when you can throw your best pitch? So I, I wonder, I, think, I, I don't I wonder if that's more of a thing that helps right. hitters. Because their, their entire existence is reaction. Um, or even defense and things like that. But that's a very good question. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. To my, yeah, I didn't even think about
0: it. Like, anything we can get out of Trevor Bauer to know what he thinks about it. Well, most. What baseball-related things we can get him to talk about, I am all for hearing what he has to say. I think that'd be really neat. Oh,
1: exactly. I mean, I mean no, no other players are that open, too, is it oh, yeah. thing, you know? Like, it's... Guys just don't... Like, it's just... The, the nature of baseball is such a, it's so, like, closed mouth and having someone who's so open about the entire process of everything is very refreshing. Right.
0: Um, so one of the other players, um, he, he sort of played last year a little bit for the Indians. He has a chance to be, I mean, a really good hitter, I guess somewhere. Um, Francisco Mejia um, came up to the Indians as a catcher. He's recently played some outfield. He did try third base a little bit, um, but as we're learning more and more, he really does not want to be anything but a catcher. Um, Terry Francona has kind of hinted at this over, over the year. Well, not so much as hinted as, like, said it, but you could maybe interpret it as something <laughs> else if you really wanted to. Um, but I wrote about it last week that it was kind of suspicious about what was happening. And then um, somebody asked, they actually asked Tito during a pregame thing. I, I doubt it had to do with what I wrote, but maybe it was just a coincidence. But, I mean, Francona, did we like, about? <laughs> Francona, like, flat out said it. Like, here's his quote. Um, he, he really wants to be a catcher. I don't disagree with that, but I think we've had moments where his heart isn't in it as much as maybe it could be. He still views himself as a catcher, and we're trying to explain to him that, man, you could be a catcher next year, but you could be a starting right fielder now. So we're just not there yet. I mean, I understand it. It's just not the kind of, or I don't think it's kind of come as maybe as fast as we'd hoped. Holy cow. <laughs> that is, that's that's just calling out your top prospect at this point, right?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, right? That's a, that's the only way that, there was no nuance. Right. To that I feel like there was a I little suppose. bit before, but and... it's gone now. Right. No, exactly. Which, I mean, I don't understand it. It's not like the Indians don't need a catcher. I, I like young Gomes. He's having a league average, essentially, offensive season, and he's still a great catcher. But, I mean, the more we see Roberto Perez, the more exposed he becomes, the more terrible he becomes at the plate. So it's, it's just, they need more hitting. And I don't know. I mean, you I've had years and years of Victor Martinez behind the plate. I think Prince Comedia could probably be a better catcher, on the catching side than him. I don't know. It's it's very it's. it's I understand his point of view because again, what makes more money: a hitting catcher or a hitting right fielder? Right. Like, just hands down. So I
0: don't know. Hey, it's really. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Something. Oh, so either the like the depressing answer is that. Francona just loves Jan Gomes so much for no reason, so he doesn't want to bring Mejia up because he's younger. But there could mm-hmm. also be the explanation that the Indians, like maybe as an organization, they're they together like just have so much advanced scouting on the impact the catchers have. Cause Tito's always said, like, Roberto Perez and Jan Gomes, they contributed they're what they contribute is more than just at the plate. So I mean, maybe the organization right. just knows something about what they was to do to help the staff that they know if they yank them out, the pitching's gonna suffer. But That'd have to be a huge drop to not make it worth it to get a bat like Francisco Mejia in there every day, I'd think.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it is hard to quantify. Again, like, national announcers and TV guys rant and rave about Yadier Molina's impact on the game, and it can seem a little overboard, but it is hard to quantify the impact of a great catcher, right? It's mm-hmm. th- they, do, they do do a lot of things that you can't really put numbers to. We, we figured out sort of framing and things like that and the arm, obviously, but there's a whole part to the game that it is not in numbers. It's not really something that's easy to talk about because neither you or I are in the game. I never caught, I never played catcher. I played left field badly when I was a kid. You don't it's want like to, I, you don't know what the I did before my experience. I go for Let's Go Tribe.
0: You don't know that.
1: Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I do For all I know, you could actually be—I don't know a power or something. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> okay. but, but but I mean, and so I can understand the impact of someone like um of of having a great catcher and not wanting to lose that because again, it is it's a it's a vital role. They're involved in literally every single play made. Like in some way or other, whether it's just calling the pitch or lining up a defense or things like that. And these are, th- and these are all things that you can't really do from the dugout. You need someone on the field to help you do it. So, yeah. So I, I, I haven't really thought or paid attention to the impact of a young catcher ver- coming on versus like an older catcher, but I'm just trying to think back to like when Gomes got hurt in 2016. When it was 2016, yeah, because Perez became the full-time catcher. The team didn't, survived. Like, <laughs> the team did survive, but like, didn't, like, Kluber have a run of, like, bad starts in, like, May or something like that? Uh, maybe, I mean, but yeah, they also had that huge
0: winning streak, too, so. Right,
1: right, <laughs> yeah, so so that all evened out eventually, but um, but, you know, again, a like, comfort level of the pitcher and things like that, and especially the, the amount, maybe it wouldn't matter so much now, but, like, there was a lot of young pitchers on the team then, like, Bauer was younger and Clevenger was, was still getting going and things like that. So, having having a consistent voice behind the plate might be helpful. And these are things that Francis, when simply does not have, like he has no rapport with any of these guys because he never spent any time around them. And, like, and we were both talking before about whether or not a great pitcher really cares about scouting. But if they do, a part of that scouting and the discussion is with the catcher, too. So, there's a lot of work in that on that side of things, too. And how great is Francisco his bat anyway? I mean, he's very streaky. I don't know. I'm not going to see you talking about So Maybe he just likes catching. Too. Maybe he just finds it more fun than playing right field. I mean, I can understand that. It feels kind of boring. you just standing there until <laughs> the ball is hitting near you as opposed to being involved in everything.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He, just, he, just, he, wants to be a, he wants to be part of the team. You know, he doesn't want to be that guy out on in, out in the lawn somewhere. Uh, the kid in the field just picking grass. That. that was me and T-ball. Right,
1: exactly. He's sitting into himself, eating grass, lying down, falling asleep, getting yelled at by the coach. These are all <laughs> things that could happen to you, too, in the outfield.
0: Yeah, and, and um, the fact that he's playing outfield like now, I've never thought that was... everybody's points to that to say, oh, clearly he wants to play outfield. Is out there now. I think it's he could very easily be saying, fine, I'll do it now, but I'm not going to do it in the majors. I don't think that's a big leap to make. Right. Like, He's played a lot of outfield for the Columbus Clippers now, but if they were if if he was going to come up and play right field for the Indians, I'm almost positive they would have called him up at this point. Like yes. If he was willing no, to play exactly. it every day. No, and, then, and then like again, maybe this is a like the the manager's like,
1: I'm playing your right field, or I won't play you at all. And which choice do you, you know? Like, like, which would you rather do? Because you'd be putting somewhere else, someone else at catcher. It's kind of it's
0: kind of a screwed up thing to do if you if you ask me. But, oh yeah, definitely, and it, it doesn't help the Indians either because kind of if they're going to just trade them, like this is doing nothing to help them. The only way this could be good for right. the Indians is if they're using it as motivation. But I don't know how this motivates Francisco Mejia.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, we're we're just not going to play then. Like well, how? Who who is this helping? You're, you're you're reducing development time, and you're also making your top prospect mad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not that he can do anything about it. He's he's stuck there until they call him up, but. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like <laughs> it. I mean, again, I, I've, I've written how many articles already in this year just about how they need more bats. He is one. Have him. Have him hit. Pick, yeah, figure yeah. out a place for him. But again, it's not right field. Maybe, maybe catcher. I don't
0: know. Yeah. One um, the... somewhere else. Shortstop. There you go. Just why not? We don't have a shortstop. We need him there. Ah, <laughs> move him to second. It's fine. it will be fine. <laughs> So one of those bats the Indians did have, um, you wrote about him last week, is Lonnie Chisenhall. him and those damn Cavs. What time? Um, <laughs> he's out again. Did you write that before or after he was going to be gone for significantly? I can't remember. It, it I think was it was after. As it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's gone for significant time, is in the quotes. And I believe this is his last year under contract, right? So this might be. I
1: don't
0: think so. Is it? I'm almost, I'm pretty sure. Or unless they have an option on him or something, because he's been here forever. Uh, no, he's not. He's unrestricted after this year. So this is this the end of Lonnie Chisenhall in Cleveland? You think? Son of a. <laughs> right <laughs> after you wrote a glowing <laughs> review of how he's done in Cleveland, and if this is like, what is his legacy as an Indian? Um, I mixed it. I best, mean, right?
1: I, I, I mean, yeah, it's what could have been, right? I mean, I, like I read in the article. He's he's turned into a very good hitter. Are you turning into the hitter base that everyone expected to be? You know, a good line drive gap gap, gap kind of a guy who's not gonna. Blow you away at the at, you know at the plate, but he's going to definitely comport himself well and be an above-average bet. I think he—it's definitely a talent realized. It's not a, a ceiling realized because again, he was, his legs get on
0: collapsing. Yeah, I, mean, I think he might have been over-platooned at some points in his career. Like he can hit fine against lefties. I think, um, or yeah, against lefties. So he, I think that sort of hurt him a little he got, bit, but.
1: He got much yeah, I yeah. think that's what he was terrible at it, but he got, got much, much better at it. And I, I mean, the sample sizes aren't huge. the last, what, two years or so? I think was the numbers I was looking at was, he, he, was no, he was a good hitter. Like He was just an all around
0: good hitter. And
1: I do think he's going to leave too. Everyone's leaving, Matt.
0: I know. It's <sighs> going to get scary over the next couple of years, which is why they need like Mejia and a couple others to stay around unless they are absolutely going to win this year. Um, I mean, the window's not slamming shut or anything. They still have a great staff, but. There's going to be some changes rolling the around. The pitching still there, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's, with that in mind, the we we'll get the we we'll get the we we'll
1: the, we'll the Yandy Diaz experience. Finally, it's happening. Yeah, remember it's that guy? Like, remember that Yandy Diaz guy? I think about him. <laughs> I think about him and Cody Anderson
0: every now and again. I go,
1: what? Remember those days?
0: <laughs> those are good days. Remember biceps and the sweaty guy? I remember them. I miss them. Uh, we all we we. we yeah, we all we all remember. We all think about it all the times. Still, so yeah. <laughs> so part of the reason the Indians—it's been kind of a weird season. Um, they're not. They don't seem to have much urgency to do a whole lot. It, because the AL Central is just downright awful. Um, Mark Norman done an wrote about it today. It's it is. It's got to be one of the worst divisions almost ever. Close, maybe. The Royals are going to lose a hundred games. The Tigers are going to be awful. The White Sox are awful. The Twins are surprisingly bad. I thought for sure they would be at least be one to give the Indians a run for it, but they might even be selling at the deadline. So then you have the Indians winning. They're still not one of the best division winners. I think the, the Diamondbacks finally lost more games than them, but maybe they've took it, taken it back as the worst division leader. Um, but they're still up by nine and a half games, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so it's I kind of wish the A.L. Central was better, which is a weird thing to say. At least give me one team to compete with. Because this, this season has just been a constant wait for the postseason. And if the Indians get knocked out early, this has been a waste of my life for six months. This, like, there's like, I, no drama I think at all. I wrote all about that games. a couple
1: of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just wrote this is boring. It's, it's kind of boring baseball. The, the team itself is fun enough, mm-hmm. but most of the games have no stakes. Like, this week they're playing Cincinnati, and I want them to beat Cincinnati because of my irrational love of the Ohio Cup. Even though I've never lived in Ohio a day in my life, um, and they're playing the Yankees at the end of the at the end of the week, like that has no no bearing on anything. I mean, obviously there's home field advantage and stuff for the playoffs, but they're not catching the Astros, they're not catching the Red Sox. They're what eleven games or something behind each one of those. So there's no, there's just nothing here. There's, there's no, I guess in a sense it teaches us to just appreciate the game itself, right?
0: Like. There's a zen to that, I suppose. You are really digging for something funnier, right? aren't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, you know, again, it's uh, it's this is a, this is a perfect summer to spend a lot of time listening to the radio rather than watching the game. You can yeah, Be outside true. doing something else, and like the games have, again, the games have no bearing for some reason. Eddie rosario turned into a, a <laughs> god when he faces the end like it, there's these weird things that are happening but at the end of the day they have no like impact on the season as a whole
0: yeah so it, i think you are right it's kind of it's zen, a little bit boring it's usually these kind of seasons are when you're like the Royals where it doesn't really matter so you're losing everything but it is kind of a new i don't even know if it's interesting but it's new that it's they're gonna go to the playoffs so we can just sort of relax and not be stressed out the whole season. Part of that's fun, but like part of the fun is being stressed out every game. <laughs> so I do kind of miss right. it. But Also, yeah. I'm trying to find things to write about here. All right. Right? <laughs> there <laughs> are some <laughs> people who have to write every single day. <laughs> and it's kind of hard. <laughs> i trying to dig up something here.
1: Like how many articles? How many articles are I'm going to literally write an article this week about how Hothermirn is pulling the ball a lot. Spoiler, he's pulling the ball a lot. That's something I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
0: whatever yeah it's there's something it's because uh, at least when you have like division races there's really tight things to talk about and implications <clears> for <throat> everything but there's nothing it's just here's how hard francisco indoors hitting the ball And that's like the other problem yeah there's there's these five really great players and everybody else is sort of eh, and the bullpen is a mess how many times can you write about that <laughs> At least when Andrew it's Miller comes back, we'll have something, I guess. A,
1: it's a perfect storm. Bro. It's 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 a it's a boring division with a team that that every now and again just just punches you in the gut because they blow up like a seven shutout innings by your ace, say, just to pick up something out of the air at yeah. random. <laughs> at random, totally random. And, and then yeah, and then players that you had big high hopes for are injured all the time, like Bradley Zimmer, still not on, you know, either hurt yeah. or back down to Columbus. I mean, yeah, I mean, we have the whole Shane Bieber thing going on, which is super cool, by the way. Again, they're pulling another picture out of their ass. I don't, I don't think I can get another article about them pulling pictures out of their ass for another <laughs> month or so. But look for that in
0: August. Yeah, it was fun the first um, couple of times, finding a Jeff manship of Dan Otero, but I'm done now. I, I just want a consistent yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm excited. Neil, Neil Ramirez is good, but oof, he's... Every now and again, he just lays a big old leg there, and he goes, "Oh God, that's right. That's why Neil Ramirez." Uh, all right, and all
0: right, right still Correct. All right. Every, uh, <laughs> so every Monday we start thinking about the bullpen again. I hate this. I hate this <laughs> so much. You love talking about the. You've had to at least like have have a oh maybe maybe close to a dozen posts about the bullpen. It's got to be up there.
1: It's. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, I wrote about Cody Allen a few weeks ago. I've done a Zach McAllister piece this year. I think I have.
0: That's rough. (laughs) Oh,
1: yes. I wrote last year about how he could replace Brian Shaw. That was stupid.
0: (laughs) Uh, So every Monday, we ask you guys on Twitter, Facebook, um, maybe other places I don't know about to ask for social media questions. You guys send them in, we answer them occasionally. Um, intellectual dark. Is that where you find these <laughs> questions? Is that where you find these questions, Matt? <laughs> the intellectual dark web. Is that what you said? The intellectual dark web. Yeah. yeah, that's where I go. Like I on the Silk Road, when these stuff. questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first one is at MD Golf Thirteen. He wants to ask, will the tribe ever stop playing with twenty-four major leaguers and release Josh Tomlin? First of all, harsh. <laughs> Second of all, not entirely <laughs> false. <laughs> um, I mean. He's really bad. He's bad everywhere. I never Fair thought why people thought. I oh, just put him in the bullpen. He'll be good. He's. I think he's given up a home do run. What? I don't. That's a real thing people thought because he throws strikes and apparently that's good. Good enough. Um, are they going to release him at any time? I'd I'd be shocked if he's on the playoff roster. So I don't know about was
1: it over the winter that I wrote that article where I I played uh, MLB the show and had him throw only curveballs? <laughs>
0: yes, it was. That was the <laughs> of yeah.
1: yeah, I love that article. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that that is well, I think that was my, my idle hope when they moved to the bullpen like, well, you can just chuck only curveballs. Yeah, that works. Maybe it won't. I don't know, but maybe it could become something. You know? I mean, <laughs> curveballs are hard to hit. They curve. Yeah, yeah no, I still don't get it. He's so bad. This, this is absurd to me. This is one of those <laughs> You know, I, I, I've always kind of, like, people have written about, like, nepotism and stuff when it comes to Francona and the guys that he keeps around. And I always kind of half laugh at it because, like, yeah, I mean, I don't think any player, any coach or manager would actually do that and, and you know, restrict his chances of winning. But then this happens, and Josh Tomlin is still on the roster. Now, here's the real question. Who is he blocking from being on the roster instead?
0: Literally anybody. <laughs> I don't care. Fair answer. <laughs> but, but who? Like George Contos? Ben go. Taylor,
1: Marshall. He's on the DL. Uh, I'm just going over the the list, the long list of. Uh, Mark Timmons
0: on the team again.
1: That's right, he is. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> He's awful. I'm not gonna. I'd rather see Ben Taylor tried out there than Josh Tomlin. I don't know what I'm gonna get from Ben Taylor. I know what I'm gonna get from Josh Tomlin. Almost every outing at this point. It's a real a picture. I mean it's,
1: it's a, yeah, the, the the known knowns and the known unknowns and all that stuff. That doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Yeah. Bridging Geyer listed as a relief pitcher. <laughs> there um, you go. No, it doesn't make, no, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I it's a question I think we all wonder every yeah. time he walk he walks out there. Cause why? <laughs> what is he doing? Retire and become a bench coach. And, and no it always requires
0: else. the prerequisite that he's a great guy. Love him. Next for 2016, but oh, you sure. got to be done. Yeah, whatever. Coats of Lake County Captain or something. I don't know. <laughs> God
1: damn.
0: <laughs> so at Valen CIC underscore, and underscore is important. Don't forget that. He wants to know, the Indians love a cheeky homecoming. Lofton in 07, Tommy in 11, Coco Crisp 2016, Joe Smith 2017, the name a few. Of this year's I'm Coming Home candidates which is more likely to come back. Um shin Chu, Chu as as Cabrera any dark horse options, maybe Austin Jackson. Um it's kind of weird that Chu and his Drupal, if they could play defense literally anywhere, they'd be pretty great additions. Chu can still get on base like crazy, he just can't play the outfield. Cabrera's shown mm-hmm. some power this year, but he can't play anything as we know. Um so either of those is do you think there's any chance they come back or do you see anybody else maybe? Making a return, I like the idea oh, yeah, of this question. Kind of, that the Indians love bringing these back, these players that have been there, and right.
1: And I, I was eyeballing Chew the other day for an article. I was like, be kind of fun. and I realized, yeah, where do you play him? Nowhere. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no space for him anywhere. Just, it's a simple fact. Mm-hmm. Cabrera, I, 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 I don't. I got the sense that there was some sort of bad blood when he left. I don't know why I got that sense, but I just did. Remember Orlando Cabrera? I remember he was on the team. I do, Sam. Just an idle thought. Yeah. That was interesting. But, yeah. I mean, I guess you could play Cabrera at second, but I think he's always oh. said he'll never play second base.
0: Yeah, wasn't that a thing right? the Mets wanted him to do for the longest time, but he refused? Right, yeah. And
1: he was just like, no. Just flat out no. <laughs> so, I guess. Because where else you play? If you can't play him in the outfield, obviously. The only three positions where you can play him at this point are full of all-stars. And everywhere else is terrible. I like the Austin Jackson idea, actually, because he's where? In San Francisco? Right. He's in San Francisco. Right. How How is he doing? I have, I have not even thought about the San Francisco Giants. in.
0: I <laughs> uh, have a winning record. He's pretty bad. They're pretty good. I mean, the Giants are fine, but he's bad. I mean, I don't think he's coming back. He had a great season he last year. That perfect. was a really good season for Austin Jackson, but now he's not good again. No, it really was. It was, it was amazing. What's the deal with Andrew McCutcheon? Is he like on a kind of contact? Is he gone? <laughs> I don't know. He's with the Giants, though. But I think we kind of had the homecomings with Rajai Davis Andrew and McCutcheon. Mike Napoli already, right? I got to write an article with Andrew
1: McCutcheon. Yes, it's <laughs> happening. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, um, no, um, yeah, I mean, we maybe we had it. Had the offensive action thing, maybe. just good.
0: Yeah. But Davis and Napoli really had the comeback things, and they haven't worked out too great. I mean, Napoli, he's just sitting in AAA, and Rajai Davis can't hit yeah. so. I don't know between those two. I guess it's Drupal, like you said, just because he can sort of play somewhere if you can convince him to. But I would love to have Chew back. He's one of my favorite like ex Indians that yeah. are still playing. But there's just no mm-hmm. to put him. You can't put him in right field anymore.
1: I mean, he was awesome. With, he was awesome on such bad teams too. Yeah. Like he was just such a good underrated player. He got such a huge contract that he totally deserved. And he brought Trevor Bauer back, which is fun too.
0: Yeah, you never forget so, the the Diamondbacks and, and traded him for so DD Gregorius. That's always funny to me. Who's yeah,
1: now? And none of those play and now none of those players are good and none of them are on the diamondbacks. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Kevin Towers? Yeah, it
0: was. Um so at James E. Powell, he wants to know your bullpen's your bullpen hopes, dreams, and realistic options. Um I, I got my hopes and dreams for this one have always been just get two of any of the Padres relievers. Brad Hands, Kirby Yates. I'm good. That's what I want. Mm. I, I mean I've realistic.
1: I've I've talked briefly about it getting uh, Zach Britton on the cheap. Uh, the Reds have a couple of good relievers, don't they? They have the guy with the weird name, and yeah, Racio Iglesias is very good. Amir Garrett maybe. Again, these are all guys who... Garrett Hughes a pretty good year. I mean, Garrett Hughes is the kind of guy you kind of get, and you don't expect to keep for, for a very long time, because that's one of those pitchers who are having a great year, but he kind of turns to be good again next year. Yeah. Um, he always been pretty good. So, I don't know. That'd be an interesting pickup. But, yeah, Brad Hand would be radical. Um, Britton on the cheap. I, he's
0: supposed to be healthy soon. soon. Uh, yeah, Britton on the real the cheap. Guy right, I, mentioned before, I, I would love Britain hmm. really cheap.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. they should just get <laughs> Brad Hand for a bag of baseballs. Yeah. <laughs> they should. I mean, why not? They should re-sign Jake Westbrook and trade him to uh, to the Padres again and get another good pitcher. He might doing that.
0: (laughs) So here's a sort of related question from Zachary Kessler on Facebook. When will you fix the bullpen, Merritt? I think he thought we were the Indians, which happens a lot. He said, when will will you fix the the bullpen? bullpen? He didn't name you. He just said, when will you fix the bullpen? What's his name, Zach? Never, Zach. Just to spite <laughs> you.
1: You will feel the pain that I have felt. I will never pick the bullpen. I love bad bullpen. It's every end of the game exciting. I don't like wins. Wins are passe. That. Losing is where it's at, Night.
0: Losing late, nonetheless. You don't want to lose early. You, yeah. You lose. want to have some hope until the when last second.
1: seems assured,
0: blow the game. Just blow <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so our last question. Maybe
1: they could trade... Oh. Believers from uh the uh uh the brewer they don't need them right nah, what, are they, first place or something? <laughs> they
0: have the cubs they're not gonna nah, right. just... <laughs> yeah uh,
1: exactly
0: our last question is chris zanon on facebook this one should be really easy is shane bieber a permanent rotation fixture uh yeah I, i'm no, i don't know where he's going not bullpen well i mean bullpen really? maybe this year but Right? It's oh, not too crazy. <laughs> yeah. How, so, how about that? I've seen a lot of people say trade Shane Bieber for something. That seems crazy, right? Hell no. Don't trade Shane Bieber.
1: See, now, know. my only rationale to trade Shane Bieber is, again, who the hell was Shane Bieber a year and a half ago? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, the, the, the one thing the Indians can do real well is make starting pitchers, apparently. So, use that. And do it again, and trade for Corey Gneville and Dan Jennings and Jeremy Jeffers and Jake the
0: entire bullpen <laughs> from this. Basically, we, just, we get that. Are you more okay trading him or Tristan McKenzie if you had to trade one? I'm more trading uh, James Beaver. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's cool. I just like the fact that he's. Just, you know he can do something. Like right now, prospects, to like, be so far away without knowing it. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, McKenzie just, I, as I said before, the Indians are really good at developing pitching, but I mean, the raw talent of, of Trisha McKenzie is absurd. And getting that combined with him turning into a great pitcher is quite frankly frightening. Like <laughs> yes. they've had, they had one guy come out of nowhere, Corey Kluver. They had one guy who was a top flight prospect who became a great talent in Trevor Bauer. So these are the two pathways that they, and you know, both have been successful. for them. Yeah, putting a little bit too much hope and expectation into their ability to make a pitcher. But what else do we have? What else do we have, Matt? Nothing. That's hope. Right. Hope dies last, as that circle said. So <laughs> hope dies in the relievers. That. Yeah, hope dies, hope dies. Well, who pitches last? They're relievers. So there you go. That's for, that's for hope dies. It checks out. Hope dies in the bullpen.
0: <laughs> all right, Mary. That's gonna do it for this week for our episode. I think part of it, I muted myself by accident for the recording. So I'm going to go back and try to re record some stuff for myself. <laughs> I think part of like most of the Mejia conversation, I looked down like, oh, that's red. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to try to make it real smooth, but there might be a part where it cuts in. It's like way better quality for five <laughs> seconds. Oh, great. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be our show this week. Merit, we'll talk sure. to you next week. Don't edit out the part where my cat jumped on me. I'll talk to you next week.